This episode deals with themes of gun violence. Please continue at your discretion. Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 14, The Next 50 Years. Mary, what happened this week? West Beverly Hills High unearths the time capsule buried 50 years ago. There's a choir, Miss Teasley's there, and David films it all for the video yearbook. Andrea reminds Bramford, I mean Brandon... That she has tickets for them to see Citizen Kane for its 50th anniversary. Brandon reminds her that Bremily is a thing now and they have pl- other plans <laughs> on Saturday. Scott's mom accosts David at school and demands he invite 25 people to a surprise party for Scott she's decided <laughs> two days before his birthday to throw. David struggles to convince people to come, even asking Scott's girlfriend from fifth grade. With Donna's help, he's able to convince Steve, Kelly, Brenda, Brandon, and Emily to join the festivities. I didn't finish that sentence, so <laughs> my bad. Um, not only do Bremily ruin the surprise for Scott, they also get caught making out by Mrs. Scanlon and get kicked out of the party. Kelly, Brenda, Steve, and Donna leave too, but David decides to stay for birthday cake. When Mrs. Scanlon can't find matches to light the birthday candles, Mr. Scanlon sends Scott to get his lighter from his desk. The lighter won't work, so Scott unlocks his dad's desk drawer where he finds a gun. David walks in and Scott decides to spin the gun around his finger like a cowboy. Long story short, don't play with fucking guns because you could die, which Scott does. R.I.P. Sweet Baby. David has a hard time dealing with all the attention he's getting while trying to process Scott's death. He takes out his anger on Donna, who lets him know she ain't having that shit. After accidentally on purpose announcing to the school how he really feels about the whole situation, the gang shows him support by burying a new time capsule in Scott's memory. They did baby Scott dirty. They They did him so dirty. Little sweet baby Scott. Yeah, I just really don't like how they just make him disappear and then all of a sudden come back for this. Well, so I... I have a lot of notes. Okay. I actually kind of did research for this one. Interesting. Because Scott deserves it. Oh, he totally does. More than... David? Yeah, and more than what he got. Yeah, so apparently... Um, and I have like a whole thing about why this episode happened, and mm-hmm. I think they like made it about Scott for specific reasons, but I'll get to like the why of the episode later. But apparently... Um, Emerson didn't want to do the summer episodes like Mm. he wasn't signed on for that because that wasn't really a thing that you know shows were doing right sure and so he didn't want to sign on for that so they because he wouldn't do the summer episodes they decided not to extend his contract for season two i guess and then he i guess didn't want to do acting anymore either Mm -hmm. so they were going to write him out of the show but yeah i don't totally understand why they didn't just write him out. I mean, he and Scott, or he and David had barely been friends through this whole time. So like you could literally have just like faded him into the background. Like David, like, oh, we're not friends anymore. Or maybe, I don't know, him and his family decide to move to Oklahoma to be closer to his grandparents. Yeah. He just never comes back. Yeah. Like, like it's, there's so many different ways you can make a person leave a show than this. Well, and that's, I'm fine having them 
bring him back for a couple of episodes, if only to like wrap that up because he really just disappears at the end totally. of the last season, right? But mm-hmm. like, yeah, they didn't have to kill him off with a stupid gun accident. Totally. But I mean, again, like I was saying, like I'll say it at the, I'll read it all at the end, but they wanted to do a gun violence episode. And I guess mm-hmm. this is just how they decided to do it. Which I guess so. is one thing, but I just, yeah, I, I think the two don't have to be mutually exclusive in order to accomplish both, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I have, I've no, like this episode I remembered clear as day, even from my first watch of this eons ago. And I hated it then and I hate it now. I'll just say it. Yeah. Okay. So I say I'll read it later, but I'll actually just read it now because it's really long and I'll go ahead and do it. So I found a BuzzFeed article about like how TV shows handle gun violence. Hmm. And this is one of them. They mentioned like the OC. I think they mentioned Degrassi. They mentioned some of the other like shows that have been really big in the past. And this is kind of long, but I think it's a good read. Um, so it says, as early as June 1991, Beverly Hills 90210 was no longer the little show that could, but a full-fledged teen demographic hit, which would go on to generate a 75% share with teenage girls 12 to 17. That makes sense. We didn't build those kind of numbers so- solely because of Jason and Luke's sideburns or because of our glitzy spelling imprimatur, but because of our commitment to bringing issue-oriented social drama into the mix. To this end, I distinctly remember hearing about a 17-year-old who had been accidentally shot and killed in a hotel near Disneyland on grad night. On the morning, I was supposed to inform Doug Emerson, the actor who played freshman nerd Scott Scanlon, that we were not picking up his option for season two. But instead of kicking him to the curb, I asked if he would come back as a recurring character for a few episodes in which, after returning from a summer spent with his grandparents in Oklahoma, his best boyhood friend, West Beverly DJ David Silver would effectively shun him and his ubiquitous cowboy hat now that he had started hanging out at the peach pit with the popular kids. Interesting enough, it was the only time I remember that Fox executives came to Mr. Spelling's office to team up with my boss in an effort to talk me out of doing the culminating episode, The First 50 Years, in which Scott accidentally shoots himself with his father's gun in front of David at an excruciating, cringeworthy birthday party after Steve, Kelly, and the others left for hipper pastures. Thankfully, the powers that be backed off once they sensed my passion and understood my motivation, which was nothing short of changing the gun laws in America and our political culture in the process. By the following year, Bill Clinton became our president, with overwhelming support from young women voters between 18 to 24 who watched our show. Two years after that, the assault weapon ban became law. A good time was had by all. Charles Rosen. Which, like, weird ending, but I get it. I mean... Like, this is really kind of why we chose to do this show, right? Like, yeah. Because they could have episodes like this. Sure. I do think it's interesting that they're like, oh, well, you know, Douglas Emerson doesn't want to be on the show anymore. We'll kill him. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of where my line of thinking is, is like, it was almost like that was the first inclination, right? Like, there was no other, it sounds like, I don't want to speak for them, but it sounds like there was no other option but to kill him off you know Mm -hmm. and that's fine i mean what charles rosen just said in that buzzfeed article is fine right like i do without getting extremely political i do love that you know what happened in the subsequent years after that but at the same time i don't want to necessarily say that the two are necessarily linked yeah i would definitely lead towards 
correlation, not For causation. Sure. Yeah. And like influence. Yeah, I'm gonna try and stick, you know, as much to the facts of the episode and not talking about politics as much as possible. Totally. Despite the fact of like lock your fucking guns up. Right. Come on. Don't keep them where children can get them. And don't leave them loaded. Yeah. So I also have the Fox trailer okay. for this episode. So we'll see how this goes. Through good times and bad times, they thought they'd always be together. But next Thursday, their lives will change forever after a fatal accident claims one of their own. Don't miss a startling 90210 next Thursday. I mean, that's nice, but there's also the part at his memorial where Dylan says, who was that guy again? Mm-hmm. Promos have certainly gotten better over the last 30 years. Definitely. I'll say that. <laughs> I'd be really curious to see what promos for like the episode of the OC or mm-hmm. like the episodes, I guess the episode of Degrassi because the second one happened when it was on Netflix. There wouldn't have been a promo anyway. But yeah. Like, and I wonder what those entailed. Like, was it similar to this in the sense that it was an accidental shooting or was it like suicide? Was it? Well, so I don't remember the OC one, but Degrassi was very much not accidental. Yeah. So was the one I'm thinking of in One Tree Hill. Yeah. Um, so in the Degrassi one, I don't remember the guy's name. I only remember Miss Terry's boyfriend. Rick. Rick. <laughs> um, Mary Noah of all the Degrassi characters. <laughs> I mean... It's like my my knowledge is limited to Degrassi. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean I even look at you and I'm like I don't remember his name. Help me. It's Rick. He yeah. sucks. Yeah, Rick sucks, and he he starts dating one of the characters and is like a super douchebag to her and like kind of pushes her around a little bit, and you know he just sucks in general. On mm-hmm. top of that, you know, on top of like being really rude to their friend, so everyone pretty much alienates him. They play a prank on him, a la Carrie, and like cover him in paint and feathers in front of the entire school. So he goes home and gets a gun and comes back, and oh, all geez. of a sudden, Drake's in a wheelchair. Oh yikes! Whoa. Yeah. Oh dear. But I mean, like, I would be interested to see that trailer, or even like Buffy had an episode with a gun Mm -hmm. and they actually had to push that episode back because they were going to air it right after Columbine. Oh, like they were going to air it and then Columbine happened and they were like, "Ugh, yeah. Whoa. And so that's what I mean. Like what kind of promo can you show for that right after something like that happened? For sure. Yeah. I mean, the one I'm thinking for one tree hill happened in 2005 or six, I think. Cause it was like the third season Mm -hmm. and like Degrassi it was very not accidental very much purposeful and I like remember watching it and just sobbing my eyes out like they're never they're never like a good thing but it's always an important thing that you know what I mean yeah I mean like the Buffy one I mean I wasn't you know watching the show when I was seven so like I don't totally know I guess eight nine something around there but so I wouldn't have known exactly the like political climate and all that kind of stuff. But like, you know, knowing what's going on now, mm-hmm. I feel like those kinds of episodes, like I don't want them to stop playing that kind of stuff. You can really, re- if you do it well, mm-hmm. you can really reach a lot of people and, you know, get information out through television shows. Yeah. You can show grief. You can show 
you know, the idea of media, you can, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of different things you can show, like you said, if done right. Well, and um, you can have conversations like, you know, Andrea has where she wants to do a memorial for him and then also talk about gun violence. Totally. Yeah. She wanted to accomplish both. Yeah. Like, those are a lot of things that you can do in this show that, like, kids are not going to really be looking at newspapers. Yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. Um, absolutely. Yeah, this this was an uncomfortable episode. It was a very uncomfortable episode. Um, so, speaking of uncomfortable episodes, the guy who directed this episode, and I'm horrible and didn't write his name down, um, he's done actually a lot of, like, hard-hitting episodes of stuff. He did April is the Cruelest Month with Matthew Perry. Oh, Talking yeah, about killing yeah, yeah, himself. Yeah. yeah. Also with a gun. Wow, yeah. Um, he did The Gentle Art of Listening. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, he did the episode of Buffy where they find out about Joyce's shadow in her brain. Hmm. Um, he also did the episode of New Girl where Jess is bullied by one of her students and Nick gets a cactus from his girlfriend and freaks out. I remember. So he's got range, I guess. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought that was interesting. I decided to look him up to see what all he'd done. And yeah. like they pretty much call him every time they're like, we got something to talk about. Wow. I wonder what that guy just normally writes about, right? Like if mm. he does anything, like what else does he do for – anything else you know like because i would hate to just only yeah like what <laughs> what made that. you the director that people mm-hmm. call when they have some sort of like really heavy episode to talk about mm-hmm. like are, are you okay, okay? <laughs> that's what i wanted to say yeah are you okay i mean that being said like i do think the direction of the show is pretty good i think mm-hmm. the story gets a little weird well like, and he didn't catch many boom mics oh my god <laughs> like the boom mic is literally like drop in come out drop in come out drop in come mm-hmm. out there's Again, like i missed it every time i counted three times i, I counted think three I and not just like the one bobbing in and out that was one count count of one <laughs> yeah that one was just one mm-hmm. but you see it like at least three or four times yeah like at one three. point i stopped keeping track of it because i was like okay it's just there it's just here it's part of it <laughs> It's, uh, David's got a full camera crew now. Yeah, Like, right? they're just coming around with him. Yeah, this, this But was... they're all freshmen, so they don't understand how boom mics work. <laughs> this is the office before the office. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, like, the show is just weird. Like, the opening where they open in on that choir. Cool. yeah. With the really long song. Super long and, like, very, um, I don't know the word, but it was almost, uh, dark and and gothic kind of you know like a gothic choir like it was like like there should have been an organ playing but also singing about how they own and love america yeah, yeah. i was like this is kind of culty like okay yes like seancey kind of yeah like, it's like weird. indoctrination of mm-hmm. like you know they were doing that and then they're talking about how you know they had this time capsule that all these students had to sneak on campus during the pearl harbor bombing to yeah. bury i was like you're trying to get all these kids to join the army. That's what you're doing. <laughs> he should have just had a poster. Like, we want you. <laughs> Seriously, like, Uncle Sam should have been up there, like, conducting the choir. Yeah, right. Like, just acknowledge what you're doing. Get Brenda would have realized she's, she's been a parachute. <laughs> she would have been like, I've done this before. Am I having deja vu? <laughs> My country needs me. <laughs> yeah, again. I'm sorry, Dylan. <laughs> and, of course, as pretty much every episode, it seems, happens, we see David. With a camera. Ignoring everyone else. The choir. Filming. The 
Everything. Uh, principal, anything. Just like, oh, look, here's three people I stalk. Yeah. There's another one that I stalk. And there's the two others that I stalk. And look up on the stage. There's the new girl that I stalk. Yeah, I literally was like, for some reason, David scans the crowd for all his quote-unquote friends and points them out. Is this to keep record? Yeah, it's, why does he always diary? just film them? There are so many other people at this school. Yeah. And like even Scott, who like comes up behind him later and is like, it was really fun to be filmed. We yeah. could be friends again. He and enjoyed it. You could hang out. Yeah, he likes it. Meanwhile, Dylan is just like, dude, stop. <laughs> Which, I mean, honestly, this should not have been the first time that somebody said that. And his dad said this to him. He should not have a camera. Yep. Oh, and my God. In this episode, it actually makes sense, like, later that he has footage, you know, of Scott. He has footage for the memorial and for the time capsule. But, but he the- doesn't spend his time filming anything for the time capsule other than, there's Brandon. There's Emily. There's Kelly. Like, well, and that's creepy the- weirdo. That's the thing is like, you know, he's trying to come up with this memorial and the time capsule video and all this stuff. And truth be told, if you take out the like the gang, Mm -hmm. maybe three minutes of footage, truthfully. (laughs) And that includes having to redo Scott's interview. That's true. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate it. I really don't like David. I I don't care. We'll see if that ever changes. I don't think it will. I think it might. But at the same time. I have gaps <laughs> in my memory. I very much remember like seasons one through three, David, and then like eight through ten, David. So there's some gaps. <laughs> but I mean, like, he just sucks. He's not nice to anybody. And I know, like, spoiler alert, he gets with Donna. Mm-hmm. And I know that's what they're like trying to plant the seeds with now, but he's being a dick to her. And yeah. it's not just this episode. He's been a dick to her before. Yeah, this is starting to become a pattern. This is just the episode where she calls him out on it. Right. Well, and it's very focused. Like before, it might have been a subtle thing here or like a refocusing on Kelly here, you know, that kind of thing. But now it's like deliberately. It's literally I'm every time she comes you. up to him, mm-hmm. he's like, Where's Kelly? Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, it's either Where's Kelly or it's. I don't like anything you're saying, so I'm you go away, kind of thing. Like yeah, yeah, no. And also his polka dot shirt. What was that for his mother? Oh that my he God. it looked for, so bad. Was it laundry day? No, you know he did it. He was like, oh, man, I look so good in this shirt. It was a brown shirt with big ass white polka dots. No, it was terrible. It literally I, looked like a grandma would wear that to her yeah. like part time job after she's retired. Speaking of grandmas, Andrea wants to go see Citizen (laughs) Kane. Hey, but that sounds so fun. Like, I would love to go hang out with Andrea and watch old movies. Like, but have you seen Citizen Kane? Yes, I have. I had to watch it for (laughs) for film class. That's not actually a good old movie. I mean, it's. I mean, it's one of the best movies of all time, according to several lists. I could see a sixteen-year-old boy being like. Ugh. Oh yeah, cringy for that age, but she's thirty, so that's why. I, speaking of grandmas, <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, and that sounds like a fun, friend thing to do. Like that's very what you do in high school as you go to the movies. Well, and like honestly, nothing pisses me off more than him being like, "You can't expect me to remember that I made a date." Like, get a fucking planner then. Yes, write it on your your school agenda because we all had agendas in school. Like I. Well, and even if you forgot and you made a date with Emily, cancel with Emily because you made plans with Andrea. Exactly. That's that's that was my thing. Like I hate one of my biggest pet peeves. Everyone should know this because <laughs> it is such a big pet peeve of mine. 
I hate it when people bail on plans for something quote unquote better. I don't mind if you got sick or something came up that was out of your control, totally fine. Things happen. Mm -hmm. But if you either A, waited to commit to me because you're waiting for something else to come up to see if you want to do that more than what you want to do with me, or then you commit to me, but then, oh, I'm going to go do this instead. No, be a grown up, like be a good friend, be a good person, just be decent. That's all I'm asking. And Brandon is not decent in this scenario. So so I pulled up the wiki for this episode and it always has like a little trivia section. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, maybe it'll have something interesting about like Douglas Emerson and, you know, whatever. No, (laughs) this one's the trivia from the wiki. Andrea bought tickets to Citizen Kane to celebrate the 50-year event and asked Brandon to go. But he says he made plans with Emily and that Andrea couldn't expect him to remember because she bought the tickets two months ago. What a twat. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. Spoiler alert. I wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Just kidding. I didn't. (laughs) But I feel that on a very real level. I know. Like, that just, oh, it made me so mad. And, like, seriously. It was a simple thing, but. I have, like three different calendars mm-hmm. because I need to make sure that I remember stuff. Like stuff goes on the front of the fridge if there's like an actual invitation for right, it. Right, right. It goes in a shared calendar I have with my husband so yep. that if like we agree to do something and he's the one that makes the plans, he puts it in the calendar so totally. I can see it. 100%. And then I have a paper planner nice. because I just think it's really cute. And yeah. I like it. No, that's absolutely true. And if it's not on the calendar – it doesn't exist to me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing that has happened so many times mm-hmm. is if it's not on the calendar, my husband will be like, I don't know what you expected. And I'm like, and now I learn. Mm-hmm. I put it on the calendar and, you know, move on. Right. But that's the thing. Like, he knows to check the calendar. Mm-hmm. That's what Brandon should do. Brandon needs to check the calendar. Well, and also, like, I don't know. I mean, surely they'd have talked about it. Oh, yeah. If, if she bought the tickets, she's going to remind him. Mm-hmm. Like, Andrea is a reminder. Yeah. She's a checklist and a reminder. <laughs> she's got one of those, like, desk calendars that sits in, like, the little leather pieces yes. on her desk in the journalism room. And you room. rip them off when, like, it's a giant sheet of paper when it's a new month. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you know she reminded him multiple times. <sighs> yes. Absolutely. Oh, freaking Brandon, man. He is horrible know. in this episode. He sucks When so does he much. get good? I'm sorry. I, I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, every now and then he has a good episode. Or, like, I would say he, he has, has good moments. That's fair. He has good <laughs> moments. And, like, there are episodes where they try and show him having growth. I think yeah. the thing is, you know, since we're not the key demographic of 12 to 17-year-old teenage girls, mm-hmm. we are looking past the sideburns. Yeah. No, you're right. And into Dylan's eyebrow scar. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's Dylan past is the, the sideburns. But he's also the, like, the evolved one. Mm-hmm. Like, think about it. Like, sure. 13-year-old me probably probably would have picked Brandon because he seems like kind of like romantic-y, like boyish, like, you know, very – I can identify him as a 13-year-old girl <laughs> more than Dylan, whereas as I'm older, like, it's I can identify Dylan. more with Dylan because he's grown and adult and – I mean, not really, but like he seems like it and he's evolved and he's not trying to control anybody and doesn't have anger problems and – I don't know. I it's think just not Brandon. knowing the going back to Degrassi, knowing the people I had crushes on on Degrassi, I think I would have been a Dylan stan. I mean, you would hope, right? Like that's the dream for your thirteen-year-old self. But like, no, you were, were thirteen. You a, were you a Craig and Sean girl? Oh my God, Sean! I loved Sean. I have nothing to comment oh. on that. <laughs> One day I'll watch Degrassi, and 
I mean, honestly, if you like Dylan, maybe you'll understand. Yeah, no, I was definitely Craig. Like, even when he got Manny pregnant and it was just like, later days. I was just like, <laughs> he's just a teenage boy. He doesn't get it. <laughs> and now I'm like, God damn it. But Own up to it. Sorry to get even more off topic, but didn't in that episode, didn't he like go back to her and be like, I'm ready to be a dad. And she was like, no, I, I got an abortion. I don't because I remember that was the episode, the abortion episode. They like couldn't air that one for a while, right? Like it couldn't air outside of Yeah, I feel Canada. like it was never on TV in the US ever. Like it's on YouTube and stuff, but. Yeah, so I feel like I've only seen it a few times compared to the rest of the show because mm-hmm. yeah like i know the episodes were like manny gets a thong that was the best episode <laughs> was such a good episode is that like when lizzie mcguire gets a bra Do you i'll let you know in episode? november when i start watching lizzie mcguire on disney plus i have the first season you could have been watching this the whole time <laughs> All right, this podcast is canceled. We're just going to go watch other TV and then talk about it to <laughs> ourselves. Report back as we get off topic <laughs> on everything. Yeah, our Lizzie McGuire podcast will turn into a Degrassi podcast, and then our Degrassi podcast will turn into a Boy Meets World podcast. And then eventually we'll be like, hey, do you guys remember 90210? <laughs> yeah. Whatever happened to Dylan? What season were we on? Only two? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we are like over 30 episodes in, and they're only back at school in like the second week. That's true. This is unreal. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Beverly Hills, where it's always the weekend and or summer. (laughs) Yeah. But for school, what is school? Okay. Um, But yeah, I mean, my next note is if anyone invited me back to my high school after 50 years, I wouldn't go. Oh, no. (laughs) Absolutely not. I didn't go to my 10. I didn't go to my five. I didn't go to my 10. I didn't have five. (laughs) We had a five, but I think it's because they wanted money. They were like, oh, Mm. you've graduated college now. Pay us. Because you didn't get enough money out of me when I went there. I was about to say, no, we have negative money now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my middle school had reunions. What? Yeah. Yeah, not me. They mm-hmm. had a 10-year reunion, too. I was like... But wouldn't that be... That would be, like, college, I guess. Well, no, it d- would have been right out of college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've never been to a reunion. I don't totally intend on going to one. I probably won't. I went to, I kind of went to one. I went to like a theater reunion, mm. but like that's different. That almost feels more like a meetup. Well, and it was for a re- like our teacher was leaving the school. Mm. He was retiring, mm-hmm. quote unquote. I don't think he'll ever stop working. Sure. But like we used it as an excuse to throw a party and I'll get back together. Right. Right. But that was like 10 years of his students, not mm-hmm. like just, just my your class. class. Well, speaking uh, of school, <laughs> basically of. the next thing that happens is. Scott's mom. Well, no, because real quick before that is when, like, the whole thing disperses and David starts filming them all on the stage and they all want to be on the mm -hmm, stage. mm -hmm. And they're all, like, clamoring to get on to the video and then, like, but wait a minute, let's redo that. And they're, like, talking through all their stuff. And that's when Scott comes up and was like, it was really fun doing that man on the street interview with Mm -hmm. you. I think we should do that more. And David's just like, shut up. My friends are talking. Yeah. And very annoyed with him and his hat as I mean, well. I mean. He just ignores them. That's like. I is clearly I, annoyed. David is always an ass. Like he's yeah. not likable. And I also realized I think in this scene that Scott really acts with his eyebrows. Oh yeah. He's always like. Yeah. I, you I, I really. That, listeners. Sorry. 
I really liked when we did the man on the street. It's like he like nods his head fast too and like kind of jets his chin out a bit when he talks too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, sweet Scott. Like, sweet baby Scott. I can understand why he wanted to get out of acting after this character. (laughs) I I know. I mean, I feel really bad because like, I, I think he's such a good looking kid. Well, the thing is, they never developed this character. Exactly. Like, he, he has so just, much potential. He was just supposed to be, like, a whiny little freshman. Mm-hmm. And then they gave David all of this time to glow him up. And I really think they kind of, like, picked between David and Scott. And were mm. like, which one can we make work out for us? Could have been. And I don't know. Maybe David hit his growth spurt earlier. And they were like, well, I guess it's Brian Austin Green. Bye, Douglas. Maybe it's because he has three names. You know who else has three names? Serial, Serial killers. killers. That was not planned. That was not but planned amazing. at all. <laughs> wow. All right. Cool, so cool, cool. now, speaking of serial killers, mm-hmm. Scott's mom is just like lurking. Yeah. Why is she just like at a school? Okay. Honestly, like there have been a lot of moms that I have said some things about on this show. This is the worst mom. Totally. A thousand percent. This is by far the worst mom. Yeah. And like all she does is talk it's like she didn't even really need david to be there it could have been any kid because she just talks and doesn't listen and whatever david ends up saying she's like well no no no, no. this is how we're gonna do it this is how it should be you're david's best friend well yeah because it's like whatever day and she's like i need to throw my party this saturday and Mm -hmm. david's like well we're actually kind of really busy this saturday and it's like a big school event and like he might even want to go to i know david didn't say that but that's what i was thinking is like i could maybe bring him to this event just to like that could be his birthday thing and she was just like are you serious no you have a surprise birthday party party for him on his birthday right meanwhile i'm sitting here being like but it'll be a surprise if it's not on his birthday well true i mean don't get me wrong i am all for celebrating birthdays i love birthdays i think they should be celebrated and i love celebrating the fact that my friends are here for another year that's great the expectation of a surprise birthday that's planned in about two days unrealistic oh absolutely doing something with scott on his birthday totally realistic yeah even if david's busy he can carve out dinner he can carve out a lunch he can carve out maybe going to see a movie like whatever it is that they like to do together he could find time to spend with scott on his birthday but not a surprise party not this expectation i don't know what this lady is thinking like, she clearly is delusional because she doesn't realize that they haven't been friends for a while, or at least they've grown apart. And now she's just, why doesn't she schedule plan a party? Why hasn't she put any effort to this until, like, two days before his birthday? And why did she just assume David was doing You're the mom. David has no money. Well, David's a child. <laughs> and, like, you see at the birthday party when it, she's like, oh, it's 8.30. Time to get the kids in bed. Everyone get out, but not till we have cake. Yeah. Like, it, she turns the music off. Like, she made this party so bad. And she's like, David, you're supposed to get the door. What Lady, it's your house. I, this mom, man. She's the worst. Know. She's crazy. Yeah, but, well, she's not the worst. She's, she's the worst mom. The worst. Yeah. But David's the worst. because I mean, then David still sucks. Well, because then he's, like, going around school just, like, bitching about having to do this mm-hmm. and going up to Scott's fifth grade girlfriend. Like, what is that? Yeah, that was very weird. Um... I also really didn't like that they basically pointed out, like, Scott has no friends. That this was is where the, I mean, like, yes. they did Scott dirty. Exactly. Like, they could have easily, this would have been a great opportunity to show that even though David and Scott grew apart, Scott still found his tribe, right? Yeah. Like, Scott still found people that he did connect with 
as he was growing apart from his childhood best friend. Yeah, I mean, this is a big school. Like, David, you know, grew apart from his childhood best friend and basically just forced himself on other people. Like, I'm really exactly. not convinced any of them actually like him, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you could say, like, oh, Scott and his best friend are no longer really good best friends, but, like, there is definitely some sort of, like, cowboy culture group at this high school if 90s TV and movies has taught me anything. Yeah, or, like, people who really like fireworks. People who really like country music. Yeah, like, there's stuff like that everywhere. Maybe David, I mean, maybe Scott also was in another, like, club or something. And he tech met class. Friends. Yeah, tech class. Like, literally, like... Literally anything. I mean, he had later, you see, he had a bunch of transformers. So, yeah, maybe the robotics and like tech type stuff is kind of his thing. I don't know. They could have done it way better, is all I have to say. Yeah, no, it just makes me really mad that you basically get this picture that, you know, Scott has no other friends. He's kind of pining after David because that's the only person that he has around. Mm -hmm. And like his home life kind of sucks too because his mom's the worst. Well, and he's got all these random little kids around. Yeah, I. He has like seventy siblings. Yeah, I know. When the party first started, I was like, "Did y'all invite children?" Like, or, it took me a minute to realize that they were related to him. Well, and I couldn't figure out if they're like siblings or like cousins. I think at least two of them were siblings. I think the others might have been family. Mm-hmm. Had yeah. to have been. I mean, I can't prove any of this, right? Yeah, but. they mentioned in the first season, um, in the sex ed episode, that That's right. uh, he has yeah. like a million brothers and sisters. And That's then right. there were like cousins there. Oh because- yeah. Cause his mom wouldn't let him go to the, uh, talk. Yeah. God, That's she right. is, we have known she's the worst for a while. And see here, we thought it was like natural family, family planning. We actually like thought, I think positively. we actually <laughs> did say that, but no, she's just the worst. Yeah. Well, and then basically, yeah, they show because apparently Scott has no other friends, David just trying to force, you know, the group, the gang to go to this party. And why would they go? They don't don't know know him. Well, and then he literally says something along the lines of like, it would make his whole year. No, his whole life. If you went to the party and like, it's like, why? There's not a single person that I can think of that like I'm not friends with. Mm -hmm. That's just in my day to day life. Like, I'm not like, man, I really wish. Brittany from work would come to my party that would make my whole life like that's not how life works and especially not in high school I would never have wanted like the popular kids to just show up at my house I'm almost wondering if it's kind of like a 16 candles thing you know how like she really like idolized Jake Ryan or whatever and like that kind of a scenario would be like that would make my whole year if that really popular dude that I have this huge crush on would be at my party but like not the whole life but like that'd be really cool you know, what, like I could yeah, see it. In she high also school. like wanted in Jake Ryan's pants, and that movie is also well, true. very um, questionable. It does not age well at all. Well, so. all I'm all I'm saying is like I could see a scenario where a quote unquote societal like less cute person would want the most popular, beautiful, handsome, like whatever person to be at their party. Not make their whole life, but I could see a scenario in which case that. But like. These people aren't the most popular kids in school, I would imagine, like Kelly and Steve and all them. Well, and it just, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, we see that, but I'm just saying in high school, I could see a scenario. I don't know. This was also when the boom mic was happening. So I was just like, (laughs) I don't give a shit about any of this. Like, what is going on? I Um, feel like the whole lifeline was, there were a lot of these little things sprinkled in mm -hmm. that kind of 
point at what's going to happen. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So it would make his whole life. Get it? it <laughs> that ends his life in three is days. So short. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks, writers. I do wonder. I looked up who directed this episode. I didn't look up who wrote this episode. <laughs> if it's Amy Spies, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No. It was this whole like. This was when I realized like. Scott has no friends, yeah. and you guys just stopped caring about him, but mm-hmm. you still want to give him some, like, giant send-off here. And I I get why you wanted mm-hmm. to have this episode, because yeah. you thought that talking about gun violence was really important, but you're doing Scott dirty. That was my thing, too. It's like, why have you abandoned a character for the better part of the second season, but then you want to give him a really, like, important storyline on a show that... Or on an episode that you wanted to make a statement on. I just, I, I didn't like it. So it was written by Karen and Charles Rosen. Ah, okay. They've Makes written, so much sense. Yeah, they've written a lot of the hard-hitting Well, and Charles too. Rosen's like the head writer, right? Yeah, like, and, he, and he's teamed up with her on the heavier ones, mm-hmm. I, I want to say. Which I kind of like, you know, I obviously have to double check this, but like if they're the writers on the heavier episodes and this guy is the director on the heavier episodes, like... I kind of like that they're building this team of like, okay, well, we, you know, have a gun violence episode. We know who we want to get in to do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like a, almost like a partnership because they are confident in each other's abilities and and knowing each other's vision and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the other thing in this, like real quick before I move on, was this was the first time that in the episode Donna was like trying to be nice. She was very much like, Sure, I'll go. Like, I know. I'll be there for you. Like, clearly, you're you're like upset about this and freaking out about it. So, sure, I'll be there. I can't. Con- I don't know for sure that I can convince them, but I'll try. Like, she's literally putting an effort here just mm-hmm. to be nice to David. That's it. Like, yeah, she doesn't know Scott. She probably doesn't really care about Scott, but she cares about David in this sense. And I, they've been sprinkling those little bread breadcrumbs throughout this season. I feel like, like we've mentioned. But this is the first time you're like, this is pretty blatant. This is like Donna literally going out of her way. And it's sweet. Oh, yeah. As no. much as we shit on David, Donna's sweet. Well, and that's, you know, kind of what gets me is I do feel like every time she's being so sweet to him is like, yes, she's a really good friend and she's really sweet. And they do make her pretty smart in a lot of these episodes, mm-hmm. despite literally calling her dumb 12 times in that one episode. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of this feels like she's doing it to like insert herself into David's life. I'm like, now, girl, run. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't ship it, but I do not ship it. I can I can always be like, okay for people trying to find the good in people. And I feel like Donna is seeing something worth worthy in David and she's just trying to be nice. Like maybe she does like like him a bit. She's seeing all of her other friends like pair up and move on and yeah and so maybe she's like okay everyone else sucks all the guys bailed on us on the halloween episode and all this i can't get a date anywhere else so why not consider david he's been around i was gonna say she tried dating steve that didn't work (laughs) out she's kissed brandon on the cheek the the brandon thing like i really want to find some sort of documentation proving that they were just like testing the waters with that one Mm. and then we're like oh it's not working yeah, I bet it's out there. Somewhere. I'm sure it's out there. I just, mm, yeah, that's research. Yeah, <laughs> that's effort. True. But then, it's like I guess the night of the party. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how much time has totally passed. Mm-hmm. Um, I would assume at least a day. I would think so. But yeah. like, this is the point where there's like all those little kids around, and then like most of the group is there. 
or I guess like some of them get there and then Brandon still hasn't shown up yet with Emily and all those kids are popping balloons. Yes. And that's about where I clicked in and I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. I know what's Mm going to happen here. And then like there wasn't really any payoff to that. And I Mm -hmm. feel like they could have written, like if you're going to write in balloons popping and all this kind of stuff, like, I don't know. I feel like there could have been something there, but I'm not a TV writer. True. Well, and we don't, we always know with them, they have a tendency to shoot one scene way too long and others cut short. So these were like those instances where they cut it a little short and giving us the pieces mm-hmm. of the puzzle. Yeah, there was just like no playoff with these things. You will never yeah. see any of these children again. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, basically what happens here is like first when they just show David there, Scott's mom's all annoyed that no one showed up and it's just mm-hmm. the kids and it's just David. And then all of a sudden, like they... I think like Steve and Steve Kelly and, and Brenda. Well, they show up as part of the surprise. Like, yeah, because they, they think surprise. Yeah, they think that he's going to be there. They all walk in and they're like, "Oh my god, the surprise hasn't happened yet!" And I'm they like, oh, like okay. shut the door and like all go running over. And then Emily. Oh my god, I'm I don't sorry. understand what Emily Valentine sees in him. Pfft. She's too cool for him. The hair. I, she the, can see the top of it. <laughs> she's like oh you you condition i don't see any dandruff up here <laughs> right like maybe i could test your hair for what i want to do with my hair i mean the thing is and i i think i started to realize it in this episode or maybe we've talked about it before and i've just blanked it out but like emily is brandon's dylan mm. like she is to brandon what dylan is to brenda interesting like she's supposed to be the cool like kind of dangerous Mysterious. rides up on a motorcycle shows up to school late mm-hmm. kind of person and, like, I think that's what they were trying to do with this because she's not in a lot of episodes and Dylan wasn't supposed to be in a lot of episodes. True. Well, and you don't have a lot of context on who Emily is. You just, yeah. And at first we knew nothing about Dylan. And, and we kind of see her as, like, I don't know if mature is necessarily the mm-hmm. word, but, like, worldly because she's traveled all over the country while her dad writes for all these newspapers. True. Well, and Brenda also kind of in the beginning saw Dylan as, like, this from afar, right? Yeah. Like, you're hot, but I'll never get you. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. Like Brandon kind of saw that in Emily, but it was just a shorter time before Brandon did kind of get with Emily. But one thing I also want to notice about that or want to point out, they're getting very physical very fast. Which is also a thing that happened with Dylan and Brenda. Yeah. Because, yeah, they show up late to this party. So, you know, they were making out somewhere else before they got here. And they're God, like, why are me. we here again? Who is this kid? And Brandon's like, oh, I'm doing this as a favor i guess and he's like oh wait they haven't done the surprise yet and then he ruins the entire thing because scott pulls up and is like brandon why are you at my house and then he does get like really excited and it's like this makes my whole life oh my god you're all here yeah i mean scott's still sweet and excited but it I mm, I hated everything about Brandon in this episode. Every single thing. I cannot find... Please Not tell a single me, good thing. Please tell me a good thing if you saw it, if you heard it, if whatever. But to me, bad Brandon episode. No, I don't know anything. Okay. I don't have a single redeeming quality. I even probably said some nasty things to him later. We'll find out. I have yeah. a lot of notes. But yeah, like, they all go inside and it's like really quiet and everyone's talking about how much it sucks rather than even trying to have a good time. Well... And- Right before that, David's outside. Oh, yes. Because yeah. David, like, once Scott got there and Brandon, and they confronted, and then they're like, oh, they all come out and they're like, oh, surprise. And then David stays and Donna's there. And David's talking to Donna about how, like, you know, 
Scott's not not Mr. Popular and who even cares? And like, you know, now it's like Scott overhears because of course he does. Because it's his party and his best friend is standing outside. Mm-hmm. Like, duh. Like, God, freaking David, man. David's the worst. But yeah, Scott hears him and goes running back inside. And that's when they go in and like, yeah. there's basically no music playing. And the mom is like, oh, we're going to play Limbo now. Mm-hmm. Like, Nothing ruins a party like <laughs> scheduled fun. Yeah, or like a like she might as well have brought out like pen the tail on the donkey or something. Yeah. Um I have a small fun fact or trivia or maybe. I don't know if it's legit cuz I didn't fact a thing, check it. A small it's thing. A thing. But I'm pretty sure that they're they're not the music that was played by like the boombox or whatever, but the music that they usually play overlaid that's part of the theme song. Usually we just hear variations of it. Yeah. Well, this one I could have sworn it was I've Got Friends in Low Places by it Garth is. Brooks. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. I thought I heard it and I was like, is it? Yeah, it is. The Wikipedia lists all of the songs oh, that man. played when they originally aired the episode. Hmm. So I always go back to look to be like, okay, what can I hear? What can I not hear? Because mm-hmm. like they had to pull all the REM stuff. Right. So like that last episode would have made so much more sense if you could hear REM. Mm-hmm. And then like this one, I saw that and I was like, well, I don't actually know what the song sounds like, but oh, I hope yeah. it's still in there. It was. Because I well, thought... That would have been the reason they would have had to pull the show from Hulu. Oh. Well, it wasn't the actual song, though. It was, like, literally, like, our theme music. Just, like, close enough. Yeah, it was just the music with the same instruments that they used to play the variations of the theme song. So it wasn't the actual song. Well, now I feel bad shitting on the music if that's the music that Scott likes. But at the same time, there is country that is not, like, slow and, and, yeah. Although... I mean, most who do like country music will say that's one of the best because it's Garth. Well, that's but. fair, but like if you're at a party. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you don't play it at a party. No, you want like ridiculous shit. Mm-hmm. You want like Shania Twain. Ooh, let's go, girls. I wonder if that came out yet. I don't think I don't it think did. it did. I think it was like it was 98, little... 97. Wasn't that far? I thought it was like 94, 95. It could have been. I just remember being like a kid. So <laughs> producer Mary's on it. <laughs> But you're right. She's like, God damn it, guys. Just check your shit. Can you just not? (laughs) Can you just... Okay. Okay? (laughs) But yeah, you're right. And then David gets this weird idea. Well, his idea is to turn music on and dance. I don't think it's that weird. But it's in a line. Oh! Was that like her second album, though? That Um, was... uh, Gotta Kick It Up or... Not Gotta Kick It Up. That's a Disney movie. (laughs) It's like Kick It Up or... The album was Come On Over. Oh, Come On Over. And then... Up was the up. one after that. I knew it. That came in like three different versions. Yep. There was oh, the pop yeah, because they had a country one and then mm-hmm. one that was like electronic that you had to download. Yeah, it was like the electro pop or whatever yeah. it was called. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I know my Shania. She, uh, my mom and I used to love to listen to her. Oh, I loved Shania. Yeah. It's just been a while. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, no, his whole thing is to turn on music and teach Scott how to dance. And they're all in a line to start off. David's like, okay, everyone, get 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 over here. Get in a line. We're going to put on some music. This guy doesn't know how to dance. Let's shit on him some more. And then we're going to teach Scott. Come on. What does he say? Like, come on, Scott. You're not. Oh, what is, I, what is I, the insult? He was like really far off the beat. But I don't, I don't know if yeah. that's exactly what he said. But yeah, I mean, like, it was kind of like shitting on him but in like a roasty kind of a way like oh we're having fun talking about how much you can't do something i just wish it hadn't been immediately after he actually did shit on him outside <laughs> but like this whole time scott's just like oh we're dancing now oh fun. Okay. all right cool eyebrow 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 <laughs> yeah. 
But then, like, he starts grinding with Brenda, basically. Yeah. That was, I was like, whoa, this is a little weird. Plus, all of it got weird. And then, like, immediately after that, it was when the mom turns off the music and is mm-hmm. like, well, we can't have a lot of music on because the kids have to go to bed. Yes. But we're going to have cake first. So everyone needs to go brush their teeth. Mm-hmm. And then they go upstairs, like, her with the kids. <laughs> I, like, uh... Catch Bramley. About to make it in a child's bedroom. You're not at, like, a high school go crazy (laughs) party. You're in someone's house and their parents are there and their little siblings are there. Like, why would you disappear off into a bedroom? Well, and then when, like, he's confronted and caught by Scott's mom, who, albeit, is, you know, much... But he, he acts all self-righteous about it. He's like... I know. He's like, oh, we're a bad me? influence. Yeah. I'm like, like yes, yeah. you are. <laughs> My favorite part of that scene, though, is like immediately after they get caught, Brandon just stands up and puts on a big grin and goes, hi. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally wrote in my notes, hi, smiley face, Brandon Walsh. <laughs> Oh my God. Brandon Walsh, regular guy. How you doing? Yeah, how the hell are you? Damn good to meet you. He should have said that. Hi, Brandon Walsh. Damn good to meet you. Orange, huh? <laughs> Which would have been funny because the little boy she was with had red hair. <laughs> yeah. Right. Missed opportunities. I'm going to recut the episode and I'm just going to put our voices <laughs> over Brandon. <laughs> Orange, huh? It's my favorite color. And fruit. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, they get kicked out because you made out in a child's, child's bed. bed. That kid couldn't have been more than like seven. Oh, you know that kid's just going to be like, y'all will never guess what happened in my house this week. <laughs> right? Actually, after the rest of this party, no, he won't. But well, if sure. the rest of this party if hadn't happened. There, yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, that's, that like, I really wish we kind of got to see them get yelled at. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, if Scott's mom's going to be the worst, give me her being the worst. Totally. And yelling at children. Yes. And then, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And they just leave. Instead, she yells at David. She's like, we don't have any matches, David. It's your house. And at first, they all want to, all the other friends want to go leave for the peach pit. They're like, peach pit, right? And then David's like, uh. And Scott's super sad and is like, why didn't I know they you invite him to the peach pit. That's what I'm saying. Like, like that's an easy one. But Scott's like, I know you'd rather be with them than me. And he's super sad. And David's like, clearly guilt tripped. Because he did. And so I was like, no, 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 no. I want to stay. Well, and I don't know. Like, this paints the entire gang in a bad light. Like, oh, absolutely. I Which, get that you didn't want to go to this party, yeah. but you can lie for a couple of hours. I was going to say, like, it's one thing to not go because you don't know him, which is totally valid. But... Once you're there, you got to be there, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's totally. like, like, I hate to refer back to what you said earlier because, like, if you're a good friend, you don't go do things and be like, I don't really want to hang out with Caitlin right now, but I told her I would. Yeah. But, well, like, yeah, totally. in this in this scenario where you're like, I don't really want to go to David's friend's party, but I told him I would, like, you go mm-hmm. and you don't just sit there. Because, like, if this party happened now – all of them would have been sitting on their phones, not talking to anybody. That's very true. And That's like, very true. No, they wouldn't have gone in the first place. They never would have committed, and then you wouldn't have. Known they would have put the maybe button on yeah. Facebook, yeah. and then just been like, "Oh, sorry, I couldn't make it." And like, yeah. yeah, 
But no, it, this paints the entire gang in a bad light. Totally. And like, yeah, I don't understand why they didn't just invite Scott to go with them. That's like, an easy one. That's like going one to Waffle night. House. Yeah. That's like if we were all like, let's go to Waffle House after. That's like, that would be fun. Yeah. And something a 16 year old would want to do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want a burger? Well, and it's like, be here with all my brothers and sisters at a really lame party. Peach pit with people my age. Who, it makes my life to hang out with them. Right. According to David. Yeah. But I mean, none of that happens and they all leave except mm-hmm. for David. And that's when Mrs. Scanlon's like, we don't have any matches, David. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's your house. You bought the cake and the candles. You didn't make sure there was a lighter nearby? Mm-hmm. Make your husband go get them. <laughs> yeah. He's right there. Why is it David's fault? That's the thing. It's like she's making David do things because she like thinks he should have already thought about this. But it's not on him. Exactly. Correct. Well, I'm like, I don't know. I think this was like also kind of built into the episode to build up his attitude later yeah of like oh i'm already angry about having to throw this party i'm already angry that none of my friends wanted to stay and hang out and they all left me here Mm -hmm. with my other friend like get the fuck over yourself but and then like and mrs scanlon makes me feel like an eight-year-old right And like i can't do anything about this and like she's imagining not just our friendship being the friendship that we had as children but she still imagines me as a child yeah so that she can just boss around and get to do things yeah it was dumb. But yeah, I mean, then uh, his dad is the one that's like, oh, I've got a lighter in my desk. And mm-hmm. Scott's like, oh, I'll go get it. Mm-hmm. And this like, we didn't touch on it earlier, but there was that other kid that was like, so Mr. Scanlon heard you got a new gun, which right. like, I guess that's one of Scott's friends. Fort. Cousin, uh, I think. Cousin? cousin? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. The one sitting at the, uh, like the little table. At the counter? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. Scott goes in there. And like Mary said, like the lighter's not working. So he starts fucking around in the drawers and pulls out a loaded gun without the safety on. And that's when David's like, where is my friend? It shouldn't take that long to get a lighter. Yeah, because they like found matches. And then Miss Ganlin's just like, David, go get Scott. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. God, mm-hmm. Of course she yelled at him. And I feel like he's... I just like got rid of some of the yelling at him because I was like, it's not possible. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, this didn't happen. But yeah, so then David goes to get him and Scott's like, look at this loaded gun I'm holding. I'm going to twirl it on my thumb. Look how cool I am. And then you You don't see it, but you hear it and you see see David's David's face. For so long. For so Mm -hmm. long. I actually thought the reaction was pretty good. I thought the reaction was pretty good. Um, It was long, but I kind of assumed it was like a slow-mo shot. Like, they were mm. trying to show you, mm-hmm. like, his entire reaction as it was happening. Yeah. And, like, not trying to be, like, he actually stood there after the gun went off for 10 seconds. You right. Know. Right. Well, um, and it was trying to show, like, the shock. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, what gets me is, you know, later uh, Dave, when David's doing his accidentally not accidentally yelling and he talks about how – I think that's when he talks about Scott shooting himself in the stomach. And then it was like – Oh, no. That's when he's talking to his mom. That's when he's talking to his mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm getting it somewhere. It's it's there. It's it is just there. Oh, yeah. Not in the right places. But, like, he talks about Scott shooting himself in the stomach and, frankly, like, having this whole, like, 10-second shot of him being in shock, like, I kind of assumed that Scott died immediately. I did, too. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think that happens with a stomach wound. Or, like, it's a lot less likely. Uh, yeah, because, like, your heart's got to stop beating. Yeah, like, you got to do some stuff first. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. If he had shot himself in the chest, it would be super believable that it would have been or instant. Or in the head. In the head, yeah. Yeah, that reaction made me think, like, he just got his face blown off or some shit. Right. Exactly what I thought. Right. But no, I mean... Well, because then it made me angry because, like, that opens up all these other questions. And I was like, why wasn't anyone, like, rushing to help? Instead, like, we do get a really good reaction shot of David, but, Mm -hmm. like, why wasn't David going to help? Like, I would have honestly, like, like, have the reaction, but then, like, show some movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, almost, like, react and run. Because, yeah, it wouldn't make a difference to, like, you're not going to save Scott by running at him if he's got a fatal wound. So, like, showing the next scene being them having the memorial at the school would not have changed but like you could have taken out you know 20 seconds of the singing at the beginning of this show Mm -hmm. to show anything else for scott again a time when they spent entirely too much time on one thing the chorus not enough on another the immediate after the fact that shot when shot gosh when scott shot himself Mm -hmm. and that would have been the opportunity to use the balloons popping that's with, what I mean. Like Scott's mom being like, I told you kids to not or to not pop these balloons and then realizing yeah, nobody and like, popped we a balloon didn't. and mm-hmm. like go run like the dad's face being like, yeah. Oh my god, what have I done? Exactly. Right. Like yeah. you never see Scott's dad again this episode. True. No. True. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I I'm not against how it happened. I think there was another option. And I yeah. think if they had done this other option, I would have liked it. There could have just been more. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There could have been more. But yeah. they they don't do it. And anyway, mm-hmm. they go to the memorial the next day and everyone's standing over there. And Dylan, who didn't go to the party, is standing with Brenda and has to ask, which one is Scott Scanlon? Which, then, like, it totally makes sense. Because mm-hmm. half the people around here, if they're all saying, no, I'm not going to that party, why would I go to that party? Or, like, you know, he's supposedly not having any other friends. Like, you know half the people there didn't know him and they're making a big deal about a kid dying for the sake of a kid dying. Like, yeah. this is what I mean. Like, they did Scott dirty. Yeah, totally. And then Brenda reminds Dylan who he is and then because he knows. The very first episode that Dylan was in, he stands up he for stands Scott. He up for him. And then, yeah, you see his face, which is just like, Luke Perry knows how to act. He really does. Like, I know sometimes he's given some, like, like extra lines to have to do but like (laughs) he does his best with what he's got and his Mm -hmm. best is pretty good well and even kelly you know acting like she's feeling like physically sick Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff and her little outfit with her sunglasses of just like this this feels like what like a beverly hills funeral would be if you like didn't really know the person you like show up in your best with your sunglasses on and be like Mm -hmm. i feel sick and also kind of a good acting point, too, just to oh, like yeah. be able to portray that. I, I think I've said this a couple of times, at least about Kelly, maybe not about Dylan, but I do think that Luke Perry and Jenny Garth are probably the most talented <laughs> of the kids. I think Shannon's up there. Shannon's up. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Shannon's up there. But we've just seen Jenny and Luke have such good material, too, at times. Like when Jenny got the the um episode about her mom and mm-hmm. going through relapsing and all that and then we, when we've seen luke gosh i'll never forget now N- now i know i won't <laughs> i'll never forget the episode of him 
go sneaking into the beach club and laying down with the little lighter. And I was thinking about when he was first living in the hotel in the first season and he tries to call his parents in Paris. Yes. Oh my gosh. And nobody's there. And he's like, well, did anybody leave a message for me? Yep. And he's just like sitting all sad boy in the corner in the dark. Barefoot. Both of them know how to use their faces. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a huge thing. And like, especially this kind of show where you're going to talk about a lot of topics and you have to be able to have that range. Exactly. And like, then they have the fifth grade girlfriend show up again. And that was another one that I was like, we're wasting time on her. I don't care. When she's like the first thing she was in, she's like, what? It was fifth grade. Why are you acting like I was his girlfriend? And now she's like, I was his fifth grade girlfriend. It's like, ugh. Another instance of it just being like you're trying to connect yourself to the kid who died because that's, I guess, what happens when you're a teenager. I, was say, I mean, I'm definitely sure that that kind of stuff does happen, mm-hmm. but like that's not what I needed in this episode. That's, yeah, totally. So, like, that's exactly what I mean. Cut that out. Show like Scott's mom like fall to the ground or something. Mm-hmm. Like give me something that means something. Or even at this point, because we all know David's not there show David at home, like upset or reacting or something to give Mm -hmm. us a little bit more clarity as to why he acts the way he does for the remainder of the episode when he does come back to school. You know, like maybe it's his dad coming to check on him and saying, David, you know, like, are you, do you think you're going to go to school tomorrow or something? And David saying like, I just don't want to be bombarded, Mm -hmm. you know, or like, I just like, don't, I don't want to talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even something like that. I mean, do you, not that I'm saying that's not a bad idea. I'm asking, do you think Brian Austin Green would have the ability to pull that off? I think he could, given that it would have been immediately after his reaction to Scott getting shot. If it had been any other, like, if it had been after the memorial and somebody's like, where's David? And it shows him, maybe not. But if it was immediately after and then you see the memorial, I think maybe. Yeah, because I mean, like, I think that would have been a much better use of their time. I I do wonder, though, like, could they have gotten Brian Austin Green to act like that? Because really, the only time I've ever seen him in anything has been this show. So I don't know True. how much range he has. I think I think this is a really good episode to start showing, like, he's he is developing into this. Like, David is a character now. He's right. playing as David. I will say, I have more confidence in him at this point than Jason Priestley. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> oh my God, can we talk about the stuff with Andrea and Brandon in the new, in the journalism room? Yes, we can. Because I think that's the next thing that happens where Andrea is saying like, you know, we need to start having a conversation about gun control in the newspaper. And Brandon starts telling her that it's not time to push an agenda. And like, mm-hmm. you know, he's a very like thoughts and prayers kind of thing right yes. now. And I yes. was like, I wrote that down. Oh, because yeah, again, I don't want to go political, political, but I was like, I can see where Brandon's going to vote when he turns 18. Well, there's the whole, first of all, boom mic sighting here in this mm. conversation. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's the two sides of the argument, at least two that we recognize even today. I was going to say, it's still going on. Still relevant, is that you're either a let's focus on the person and the life that they had, or let's take his life and let it mean something mm-hmm. and let it go toward a bigger issue or something that we can help so this doesn't happen again. Well, and it's not even like she was, you know, saying not to do any sort of Mm -hmm. memorial on him. She was like, do a memorial and then have an editorial at the end of the thing to talk about it because, like, what happened is a real thing. Like, people need to, you know, work through their feelings on this and this is one of those things they're going to have feelings about. Totally. No, absolutely. I, I mean, I side with Andrea. 
on this. Yeah, I do. Too. I absolutely do. Yeah, I, and I don't then think like it's any secret. <laughs> yeah, well, and then she starts talking about how someone needs to go and cover the funeral, which I feel is a little insensitive because yeah, you're a like high that. school newspaper. Yeah, the funeral is not something that you cover. I can understand absolutely wanting not. to do the interview to like let people know who Scott was, but not the funeral. No, and the thing is like. I would even be okay with them just going to the funeral and yeah. like observing it and maybe like writing something about it afterwards and not, you know, visibly being journalists there. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, Andrea's like, oh, well, Brandon, you need to go cover the funeral. And Emily's like, I don't think we're welcome there. And then, you know, this is like the B plot of Andrea being jealous of right. Emily and Brandon. But like, I really hated that Brandon was like, no, I'm going to go to the funeral. Well, and yes, for uh, two reasons that came to my mind. One, just to sass Andrea, basically, and to have the last word, because she's like, fine, I'll do it, because they're trying to show that B-plot. And the second reason is because why in the world would Brandon be the right choice to have to go talk to Scott's mom after what just happened? Exactly. I was like... I don't care about this B-plot going on yeah. right now, first of all. Mm-hmm. Second of all, like, even Brandon's not that stupid. That's the thing. Like, Emily pointed Emily it out. Emily would have talked him out of it. <laughs> exactly. Andrea, you know. She already only, mentioned it. I was like, the only reason Andrea's not truly talking him out of it is because the B-plot and they mm-hmm. have other things for her to be doing. But, like, Emily's not stupid either. Right. Like, She's the one that brought it up. <laughs> they would have all tried to talk him out of it. Mm-hmm. There's no point of him being there. And then they go over, they use that to like go over to the funeral right. where I guess he didn't go because I didn't see anybody there except no, we, for David. And then Donna shows up. Yeah. They do show him like they do? Okay. very briefly, like after a conversation with Mrs. Scanlon and David, like he just kind of wanders up. Mm. And okay. that's like even after um, David is talking, like confiding in Donna again. Yeah. Well, because... All I really wrote down is, like, Donna shows up at the funeral to be with David and to support him for his friend and all of this stuff, and David asks her where Kelly is. I wrote that down, too. Not as long of a sentence, but, yeah, I said Donna shows up to be there for David, but he immediately asks for Kelly. Well, and, like, that's the thing. I know they end up together, but, like, this is the shit that a teenage girl remembers. She's going to yes. remember every single time that she put all of this effort in to come be with you. And you asked where her best friend was. She's going to remember being second choice. Yeah. You don't forget this kind of stuff. I mean, I assume boys wouldn't either, but I know girls won't. I mean, classic Jane the Virgin plot here. Yeah. Who always felt like number two. (laughs) I'm not going to say it just in case people haven't watched it, but you should because Jane the Virgin is amazing. Plug over. (laughs) But yeah, he does. I feel like that's the most current show we've ever talked about. It really is. At least I guess we've talked about like Riverdale a little bit too. But like. Oh my god! I just watched the Luke Perry uh, memorial episode, and like I've been putting it off. It's been sitting on my DVR because like I can't. Mm-hmm. But I had like episodes of Riverdale are starting to pile up, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I really should watch this season because I really do like this show. But I bawled. Like I figured, I was a hot mess, and like John came home. I had finished watching it. I put the next one on. And I was like calming down, and he came home, and I was like, ah! <laughs> he's like. Are you okay? And I was like, like, do I look okay? <laughs> I told him what happened. And he just looks at me and he's like, stupid emotion. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people being very 
Oh Sobby my God. Like, and emotional. Shannon like shows up. I know. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, it's so good. They do a funeral right, let me tell you. Do they? That's good. At least someone does. I know, because this is just something. But yeah, I mean, like, David's a piece of shit. He Brandon's tells Donna about his dream. Which was weird. Yeah, I didn't, I couldn't make sense of the dream. I mean, I get why they're showing all of these kids talking about, like, how they feel about death and, Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, somebody just died that we, like, just saw. We were just at his house. He was my best friend since I was eight, whatever. But, like, not necessarily the David one, but the Brandon one where he starts talking about how he's had three near-death experiences. I just want to be like, this isn't about you, Brandon. I don't care. Totally. Like, I just don't care. Not about Brandon. Yeah, it didn't – like, I appreciate – Dylan talking to Brandon at that point, just not what Brandon said. I was like, it just didn't land yeah. for me. Um, in that scene, Brandon basically theorizes that God doesn't like Scott yes. either. Oh my God. Does that mean someone up there didn't like Scott? I don't know, man. Fuck you, Brandon. Fuck you. I don't have words for that because that's such a terrible thing to say. That's such an awful thing to say. Why would that's you say that? This whole episode, not one good Brandon line scene moment nothing and like yeah charles and karen rosen wrote this and like charles is the head writer this is an episode he was super passionate about like jason Priestley is arguably the lead of the show Mm -hmm. and you've got the director who's done a bunch of these heavy hitting episodes not one of you thought this was a bad line yeah well and the problem is that is that they also didn't make dylan react poorly to it because i feel like it would have been truer to his character to say like whoa man you know, that's, that's fucked not up. for us to say. Yeah. Or something I, like, like I, that. I do feel like he, you know, kind of challenged him being like, are you trying to say that somebody up there didn't like Scott? Right. But yeah, like it didn't, it didn't land the way I wanted it to. Yeah. And it didn't land true to character. Because even I don't think Brandon's that terrible. No. Like, I don't think he truly thinks that like he's like better. Well. Favored. He might. He might think he's better, but but not better favored by a higher being. I also just didn't really care about him being like, I've had three near-death experiences. Yeah, it was like like, humble brag. I was going to say, like, you didn't need to throw one in from when he was little. Yeah, like weird flex, dude. Yeah, we have have plenty that has, like, happened to you or around you since the show started. Like, you guys don't need to make up a backstory for him about him almost drowning. Yeah, isn't two enough? Well, and, like... Then there was the skiing accident oh, right. with his cousin that with he Bobby. experienced mm-hmm. that, like, wasn't near death but, like, paralyzing. Like, there's, there intense. is enough that Brandon has been around that we don't need to be making shit up. Absolutely. Also, they've spent so much time just shoving the idea down our throats that Brandon is a good guy. And then they have him say this one line that completely erases everything. Which we've already been so skeptical on him. Yep. Like... We have proof. Brandon sucks. Brandon sucks. I almost wonder if they're like trying to, like you said, they've been telling us and telling us and telling us Brandon's a good boy. But maybe now they're actually trying to make him complex. Well, and that's... In a weird way. I th- I could see them trying to make him complex because like I said, like, I don't, I don't see why Emily likes him because yeah. he's boring. Definitely. So like... Maybe they're trying to retcon this character a little bit to, like, make him more exciting in season two. Maybe. I mean, he's got to have his bad boy phase. I mean, all he's done is be a righteous asshole and talk about how he needs to save money for a car. 
<laughs> pretty much. And get drunk two times. Yeah. True. Well, that was enough. Now he's And be a uh, lazy Dracula. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's such a waste of space. <laughs> we don't need Minnesota twins. We need Minnesota Brenda. Yeah. Get rid of Brandon. Well, enough about Brandon. Let's just keep on moving. Oh, but then we had to talk about Steve, and I was really not a fan of this. What, when they go to school? Yes, yeah, so this is when David goes to school, and everyone's getting all up on him and giving him attention he doesn't want. And Steve comes up to him and asks if there was a ton of blood when the gun went yeah, off. Yeah, like, how insensitive. Which, again, like, you know, Steve is not... They haven't been trying to portray Steve the way they've been trying to portray Brandon. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in the last couple episodes, like... They've been putting him in a better light. Mm-hmm. You know, he is a complex character. We've mm-hmm. had plenty of Steve that's ups and downs. Like, we saw him cry multiple times in the first season. Right. And then this with no payoff of why he would ask that. Like, you could at least have had, you know, him talking to somebody later and be like, you know, I saw something happen. Mm-hmm. Like, something to explain why he was asking about all this blood to someone who just saw his best friend die. Like, it's, it's insensitive and it's stupid and I really hated it. It almost felt this whole scene because you basically see David walking down the hall and one person after the other, like, approaches him. This almost felt like one of their dream sequences. Like, Ooh, like I as if that. this was David's fear of what would happen. Which, if they had put in a scene like you had talked about, would have really made a lot of sense of him being like, I just really can't face this. And then it actually happens. Yeah, like, what are people going to say to me? Which is the thing of, like, I don't understand why they're bombarding him like this. Because at best, it's been, like, three days. Like, right. you can't all get up on him. Mm-hmm. Like, even the teacher being like, you know, oh, I got somebody else to, like, offer to edit this footage for you. And then, like, him fighting back about it and him being like, well, we do have a deadline. Yeah. Like, I mean, I understand why David was still like, yeah, I want to do this because it's my project. But he should have just let it go. Well, and, like, I don't know. All of this is literally in here to further the whole david flip out later yeah yeah yeah, and i get it but like i just don't think this is how people would have reacted like i don't think steve would have gone up and been like hey man is there a lot of blood when he shot himself definitely not like no yeah no 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 no. definitely not and it's also setting up donna being the last one to ask and david getting madder and more mad and and more mad at her and then yeah donna's the one that gets the brunt of all of it and then this is when she flips out at him in a little bit right yeah it's not this one in the hallway but she's like she goes into the tech class when he's editing stuff yeah and that's when he like snaps at her again and she was just like you know what fuck you Mm -hmm. yeah because in between that was brandon and emily well all brandon can do is stare at emily while andrea is trying to like go over the article she's written trying to make sure i don't know that it's not insensitive and that it actually is like a good article and yeah he just keeps staring at her and it's like what oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So- sounds great like she I can't, just, and I, it's the b plot that we don't need i'm so over yeah that's this is another you know what this is just like uh the gentle art of listening where there's the b plot that we mm-hmm. really didn't need true well i also feel like they're trying to shove it down our throats that Andrea's jealous. Like we a, get it. A jealous type. It's like she's liked him for the better part of a year. We get that she would be jealous that he is liking someone else. Move on. Yeah. Andrea knows he doesn't like her like that. I was going to say, you could at least try and make it a little bit complicated of like her 
have something of her regretting deciding they'd just be friends. Or have something that like Brandon likes about Andrea that Emily doesn't have. Because right at this point, there's nothing. They're pretty similar. They're you driven. made Emily just the cool girl. Yeah, the like, cool you girl. You didn't give That's her it. any faults. Exactly. Like even it would even be understandable if Andrea was being used as Brandon's like emotional support. But that's not even the case. So what is keeping Andrea's jealousy fueled? Also, who cares? I don't care about this. No, I don't care. Like, this was the only part that I realized that they're trying to make Emily Brandon's Dylan. Mm -hmm. And that was the only thing that this scene did for me. Well, and I think they're trying to build up their physical chemistry because I know what episode's next. So I know what is eventually going to happen between them. I mean, honestly, I was expecting them to do it in this episode. But Brandon is such a boner killer. (laughs) Well... (laughs) If just making out with him wasn't enough at the Walsh house, <laughs> it would be him aggressively rubbing Emily's ear as he talks to her. Well, but then he starts Did you talking about that. Yes, I, I know you would that because he was just like massaging her jaw while like and then like telling her things. I think I was focusing on her hands because she had like dead hand on him. I couldn't notice anything else other like when no, they started talking because like he still had her his hand like this, but then he'd like. Rub the ear, and I'm just like, she's got earrings in. I was gonna say, if someone did this to me, I would have been like, stop it. Yeah, yeah, like I'd be distracted by it. (laughs) I was distracted by it. Go of my face. (laughs) (laughs) Your hands are dirty. Get off my face. Well, yeah, yeah, that was the only thing I I didn't catch anything they said. (laughs) Well, yeah, so Brandon's talking about how somebody just died, and then Emily says there's the one thing that she wants to do before she dies. So I go, what's the one thing Emily wants to do before she dies? Brandon, I don't want them to make it because of Scott's death. (laughs) Yeah. She just wants to fuck. Yeah. I mean, and that's totally fine. She She didn't know Scott. She's been here for like a month. Well, and we've had, you know, how many conversations – about how, like, Emily is the mature person and she's already got birth control. She knows mm-hmm. that she's ready for, you know, a physical relationship when she decides she's ready. And, you know, she's going to be the one making this decision. To- oh, yeah. Yeah. She's so, going like, to make all the decisions in this relationship. I am totally fine with that. I'm not totally fine with Brandon having sex just because I hate it every time Brandon does anything. Yeah. Because, like, I'm, the first time he had sex was just... Yeah, that was bad. They handled that bad, too. Angering. So they immediately cut away after that scene. So I just want to know what y'all think. Did they bang? I don't think so. I I think if this hadn't been brought up because of Scott's death, they would have banged. But I don't think they did because literally Brandon brings up death several times. And I was like, boner killer. Yeah, that's very true. Like if I was making out with someone at any age and they were just like, a 14-year-old just died. <laughs> I've been like, I have to go. Yeah, sorry. I'm not in the mood anymore. Like, is this you talking dirty because stop? <laughs> Can you change an angle here? Brandon. Jeez. Too bad. And Ugh. they do like weirdly chop the scene and just cut away. Well, because then they have to go back to Andrea to mm-hmm. admitting that she's jealous and tr- like – this would have been the place where I wanted them to reintroduce Brandria and like mm-hmm. make some sort of opportunity to have this be, you know, some sort of love triangle. Yeah, that's the thing. But they're they trying to make don't. it a love triangle and it is not a love it's triangle. It's falling so flat. Yeah. Because like, uh I know. And this is like, again, the B plot. The only thing I liked about this was that um, 
Andre admits that she's jealous or that she hates it or whatever she says. Mm-hmm. And then Brandon's like, well, don't feel that way. And she's like, don't tell me how to feel and leaves. I appreciated that. I'm like, yeah, okay. One thing they have kind of done right is when the boys are trying to tell the women something, how they're supposed to be or feel. And they're like, mm, no, you don't yeah. have that right. No, I mean, aside from a couple missteps, we have yeah. talked about how the show is pretty feminine. Right. Like it right. is pretty female forward. Mm-hmm. So I did like that. But that's all I want to talk about that because I hate this <laughs> side plot. Well, yeah, because I mean, then like it gets kind of muddy in here because I was just getting really over this episode. So I think yeah. this is where David goes to Scott's house yes, that's to correct. get stuff. And his mom is like trying to hand him toys and, and trying to like give him pictures. Stuff and, keeps and then talking. like he blows up at her because mm-hmm. everyone's been doing all of this stuff when like her son just died. Like yeah. I know you're struggling, but like. Let her grieve the way she needs to grieve. And if she needs to grieve by talking about his childhood toys with you, get the fuck over yourself. This conversation was just so bad. I literally put, this conversation is so bad, I can't even type notes. I mean, Because I didn't know what to say. All I came out of this was when Scott shot himself in the stomach, and I was like, why? Why would you write it that way? Yeah. Why wouldn't he shoot himself in the chest? Or just shot himself. Yeah, just end it. Full stop. Like, he shot himself, he's dead. Right. Done. Were they just trying to make it, like, a more embarrassing death for Scott? Which, like, right. don't do Scott that way. Yeah. Ugh. Scott got it bad. Ugh, I'm so sorry, Douglas Emerson. Come on our podcast, though. I know. And that would be awesome. We'll call you. He doesn't have his hair anymore. <gasps> That's fine. But he has a beard. <gasps> I so like he beards. took one hair and put it on other hair face parts. <laughs> he was yeah. just like, don't need the top hair <laughs> anymore. Put it on... But yeah, the he actually hair. went into the military and I did, saw that, did like, good shit. Oh, I was wow. say, like, he just stopped acting. Which, like, yeah. I don't, after you have this role, like, I get it. Well, I get wanting to go just, like, do normal shit. And perhaps, like, the eyebrow acting, he realized, like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Well, and Which is like, totally fine. Maybe, you know, Scott's a pretty mistreated character. Maybe totally. he was just like, I'm not gonna dig through all of these mistreated characters just to get something that I want. Yep. And like he was also a fair, so whatever. Yeah, good on you. You lived your life, Dougie. <laughs> Can we call you Dougie? We're gonna call you because we are. <laughs> well, he is Doug E. Right, so he's probably used to this. <laughs> anyway, come um, on our podcast. Yes, please do. Call us. We'll call you. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is the scene where he's in tech class and he's editing. This is where he's editing, like, the man on the street stuff, uh-huh. right? And he, like, sees it. He recognizes it. He looks up. And he's like, oh, yeah, my buddy. Who he's mean to. Yes. He realizes that he was an asshole to him. Mm-hmm. And then Donna comes in to, like, check on him. He blows up at her. And she's just, like, I mean, she calls him out on everything. She calls him out on being mean to her. She calls him out on being so obsessed with Kelly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Donna. Snaps for Donna right Yeah, here. she like totally, you're right. She totally stood up for everything that he is doing wrong. And she's like, dude, you cannot treat people this way. If you want friends, you can't, you can't do it. Because you gotta be better. Like, you know, people shit on Donna, but if Donna showed up to like the core group and was like, we're not friends with David anymore, no one would hesitate. They'd be like, we mm-hmm. already didn't like him. And if you're saying he's being a dick, done. Totally. They don't need him for anything. No, they really don't. I mean, all he does is videotape and they tell him not to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has his grandparents that have the Palm Springs house, but like... Steve already had one. It just fell through that weekend. 
Yeah, like, <laughs> we can plan better to get around having to call David. Yeah. But yeah, so after that, I mean, Brandon keeps trying to interview David, mostly because I think he forgets it, not just because he has to keep pushing it. Like, it really feels like Brandon is just forgetting to do his job. And this is also when David's in his radio booth and accidentally, like, after the song's over, he, I guess, turns the broadcasting part of it on where he's broadcasting to the whole school and he's, like, talking about how, like, how he's, he's sick of everything and, and all this stuff. And Brandon was like, dude, you're on. He's like, I don't care. And then he keeps yelling. And yeah. I actually do have a clip of that okay. on YouTube. So go I for it. it. You don't know. You left early. You missed out on the fun part when he picked up a loaded gun and twirled it around like Wyatt Earp. You weren't there to see him goof up and shoot himself and bleed all over his mom's Persian rug. David, the microphone is on. I don't care. No one gave a rat's ass about Scott until he died. And I was the worst one of all. He was my best friend and I dropped him because he wasn't cool like you or Kelly or Steve. David. So they're looking at me. So what? They've been looking at me for days, Brandon. Oh, poor David. Is he going to be okay? I hope he hasn't cracked up yet. I can't even walk through the hall without somebody in my face trying to cheer me up like they're my new best friend. Well, what about my old best friend? Based on that, I, I do go back to my earlier statement, and I do think he could have handled that scene. I think he could have. I think it was, like, I'm curious how he would have handled it if they kept the camera on him rather than showing the gang, like, wait, he's talking. Mm -hmm. And, like, all turning to stare at you know, whatever they're staring at. The speakers? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I I just think it would have been interesting to see what they would have done if they just focused on his face for the whole thing. Which, this is the second episode in a row where we just have a bunch of people just staring at one person and not doing anything about it. Because Donna with her mermaid costume. Yeah. Well, Donna, every time she puts a costume on. Right. Um, and then, like, I don't know. I know it's supposed to be like difficult equipment to use but i feel like brandon should have put some effort into trying to like turn this off <laughs> like that just feels like a brandon thing to me i'll tell you it's probably just a button that's lit up that you just click and it like doesn't light up anymore well and like or it's a red button i was gonna say he probably has one of those mics that like they use for school announcements and all the like oh yeah like focus, a focus has one where mm -hmm. you just like hold it and you press the button down and, and you speak and then you let it go and you're not speaking anymore even greece had that <laughs> yeah, like all of this is probably what this was mm -hmm. and nothing. Mm -hmm. Even I'm this is not a difficult setup here. If I started going off the rails and we were somehow live, like y'all would have been able to figure out a way to turn me off. <laughs> yeah, I like, would have reached over and turned off your mic. Yeah. Or just push the <laughs> I was going to say, just close. like, yeah. we're going to stop this now. Yeah, and stop. <laughs> but like, that feels like a Brandon thing to me. Yeah. And instead, like, he is one of the kids that just sits there and stares at David while he freaks out. Right. And like, does anybody really talk to him after this? Donna, about this? Donna, like, does, like, kind of. But I imagine the bulk of it happens off screen. I hate off screens, Bill. I want to be the there. Worst. I know. Give me that. <laughs> so, weirdly, that video caught, like, cut off the end, which was, I think, the quote that Brandon was actually maybe going to use for his article if he ever wrote it. Oh, I do actually have the rest oh, yeah. of it. I turned it off. Oh. So, hold on. I'll play the rest of it. It doesn't matter what you write about him in that paper, Brandon. It doesn't matter what you say about somebody once they're gone. What matters is how you treat them when they're still here. 
but I guess you can quote me on that. I mean, David's right. You know, he like, is totally right. He's absolutely right. It does completely matter how you treat people on this earth. Absolutely. And David at least has gotten to the point where he's aware that he treated Scott like shit. Mm-hmm. And obviously like, it doesn't matter, but it's good he recognized it. That would have been another point where, like, there's that really long pause and they, you know, pan over to all the different members of the gang. Like, stay on his face. Mm-hmm. Let him act. Let Yeah, let him just, like fallen and like have a moment and you know have the pause just let him feel it yeah yeah like he can clearly deliver these lines let him do it right totally and that's like that's why i asked the question earlier because they don't they don't let him do it now so why didn't they let him do it earlier like when are you gonna do this true yeah because i mean like i i stopped taking notes at that point because i was like i'm gonna find this clip and we're gonna watch it then and re-talk yeah. about it. Yeah, there's only two things that happen. One is, um, like, Donna's basically like, I have a great idea. And then it shows David going to Scott's mom's house and bringing her the tape. Mm-hmm. And I assume it's the man on the street and all that stuff. It's gotta be. Yeah. And then they show them back at the school digging up the time capsule and putting their personal effects Which in there. they say they're doing in Scott's honor, but they put a bunch of shit in that has nothing to do with Scott. Right. It was all just personal effects from their own lives. Surf wax, the Minnesota mm-hmm. Twins t-shirt. Which, like, I feel like after they made the Minnesota Twins joke, they were like, y'all, we're so funny. We should keep putting this in. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I wish I had <laughs> picked up on that earlier. I know. And I beat but, myself like, up for it every day. <laughs> ugh. And then, other than that, the only other thing that I wanted to point out was when Brandon goes to Andrea to apologize, but he does the whole, like, I'm sorry you, you feel, feel that, that way, way, instead of saying, I'm sorry that I I've been you. neglecting <laughs> our friendship. Yes. And then she apologizes for him. Or she accepts the apology. Mm-hmm. Like, just apologize for bailing on her. Yeah. Apologize for acting like a shit heel every time you're together because you can't take your eyes off of Emily Valentine, which I get. She's super hot and mm-hmm. super cool. But, like, get the fuck over yourself. Yeah, friends are still friends. She'll be there later. Mm-hmm. And, like, Andrea's your friend. She's been your friend. Emily's been around for two weeks. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Yeah, Brandon sucks. And, like... <laughs> I'll say it again. <laughs> I I just don't think it tracks that Andrea would forgive him. Not in that way. I think she would have, like... I think she would have forgiven him, but I think she would have been, like, but maybe we need to talk about how you apologize to people. Right, or like, at least wouldn't have been immediate. I'm going to turn this into a learning experience for you. Yeah, but we know everything has to resolve, so that's that. I just... We've had two-part episodes before. Mm-hmm. We can we make shit carry over, and, like, we can make shit carry over. Yeah. Like, um, Andrea can stay mad at him for more than one episode. Yeah. Like, he could apologize like that and be like... Andrea could be like, oh, that's... That's great. I'm glad that, you know, you wanted to come apologize to me, but, like, I'm a human. I need to, like, get over my feelings. I'm not over this yet. Yeah, we've seen Brenda do that with Dylan stuff. Exactly. Like, it could happen. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else? Because I'm ready to give this a grade. And, see, I don't really want to give it a grade. But you can. You're fully allowed to. I know. I'd be fine not giving it a grade. I was just going to shit on it, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean... We already know I didn't like the episode, so it wouldn't mm-hmm. be a favorable grade. I just don't really want to grade it. No, I mean, that's totally fair. Give it an incomplete. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it truly was. It could have been so much better, and it could have had so much more. Well, and especially when you fought so hard to put this in. Yeah. Like, I feel like this wasn't your best effort. And again, I will say, Douglas Emerson 
deserves better. Yes. Maybe that's my grade. I yeah, I was deserves better. Needs improvement. I I'm not mad. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, just disappointed. disappointed. Yep. Totally. Y'all, we are so on par, like on track for the like talking at the same time in unison. We did a good job this episode. I'm so proud of us. Yeah. <laughs> it's all gonna go off the rails now. Yeah. Like, mm, what's our podcast name? <laughs> uh you can follow what uh, do we have TikTok? No, we have Snapchat. <laughs> WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Is MySpace still a thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Zanga. (laughs) My favorite website. Yeah, I used to have that guy. It was good times. Mine was a black and I had green writing because I was dark. (laughs) You were in Slytherin. (laughs) Totally. Every time I would break up with a boy, I would delete my old Zanga and make a new one. (laughs) So I had like very cleansing. It's so, yeah, cathartic almost. (laughs) But yeah, so that wraps up this episode. Next week, we've got season two, episode 15, U4EA. I, I have no faith anymore. I bet it's a drug. <laughs> As <a> euphoria. Huh. <laughs> yeah, who would yes. <laughs> But instead of ecstasy, they're going to call it euphoria. Hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is going to be just like season one finale of Degrassi. It's going to be Ashley all oh, over again. No, you guys haven't Ashley. watched it, but this is like an episode of Dawson's Creek and Busy Phillips is in it. Oh, Busy. Mm-hmm. Speaking I mean, of busy. TikTok, Busy's on TikTok. <gasps> Maybe I do need to download TikTok. <laughs> I don't have TikTok. She like posted her TikTok to Instagram. Oh, perfect. Okay. And I'm good. like, okay, if you're going to do that, that's fine. Yeah, seriously. No, yeah. this is, uh, who's the Ashley then? It's Brandon. I don't know this reference, but I know that Busy is not the Brandon. Ashley wants to be really cool, and so she takes drugs. Would like, Brandon be Jimmy in this situation? And, and Oh, Emily might be. I don't know. It's Emily, Ashley. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go watch the episode, and you're going to watch the season finale of Degrassi. <laughs> and then when we come back, we're going to give everyone in the episode their Degrassi counterparts fair much That's like fair. our boy meets world and then we'll watch the dawson's creek episode okay i think that is on hulu so that's exactly degrassi's on youtube like premium or like i can just like, like regular it. okay yeah cool cool cool, cool. yeah i can do it <laughs> yeah it's like season five i think oh so you'd miss so there's like a lot of backstory we won't have meanwhile you, you got not. like season one episode 20 yeah I'm doing what Zion Veronica did for our <laughs> We're show up with nothing. It's going to be a three-hour episode, but like Sorry, an guys. hour of Degrassi, an hour of Dawson's Creek, and then like 45 minutes of this, and then like intros and outros. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so we'll see you guys next week. Don't forget to follow us. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Back2Podcast. You can also send us an email at Back2Podcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. And if you actually provide a review, we'll read it and we'll shout you out on the air because we love to do that. And I said on the air. Is that accurate? I mean, it's technically on the air. Okay. On the recording. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you leave us a review and a rating, that like really helps us. It boosts us up on the you know charts. You can also subscribe to us, you know, all of these things because 
we think you like us and we think other people would like us too. Yeah. And don't forget, share this with your friends. Make sure that if you've got friends like us who love Beverly Hills and just love teen dramas, your friends will too. Yeah. I mean, when you, you know, do all these things, you can send us emails and send us your thoughts on the episode. How much do you hate Brandon on a scale (laughs) of one to Brandon? Yeah. Because it better be Brandon. Because if it's not, you're gonna. Have <laughs> I a hate bad Brandon time. <laughs> with a score of Brandon. Yeah. With a score of a thousand fiery Brandons. <laughs> <laughs> I give this Brandon zero Brandons. <laughs> hey, he was five Brandons today. <laughs> <laughs> he was extra Brandony yeah. on this Brandon episode. He was such a Branford this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> is he a Branford? A Brand. Oh, wait, no. Brendan, a Branford, or a Brandon. There you go. <laughs> Write us and let us know. <laughs> so from all of us at Back to Podcast, I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See ya.